This is Big Three IGP. Catches in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Habits of fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Connor. Yeah, this a command and conquer. Hard hitting the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense and the TDs. Yeah, this is Big 3 IDP. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And if you're disappointed that my voice is not the voice of my wife tonight and that the voice of Adam Markham is not the voice of his wife tonight, we apologize. We got to bump back the hot dude talk, Addy, Mm. just a little bit. But it's going to happen, and I'm very excited about it. I'm sure we'll still touch on some dudes. We are going to touch on some dudes that are hot in a different way. Yes, sir. How you doing tonight, Addy? Doing good. Doing we, great. We muted the our microphones while the music was going, so we got hyped. We were making up our own lyrics. It was, it was a, lot a lot of fun. fun. A yeah. lot of fun. Well, we got an ice storm coming, so I, I had to go to the grocery to get some supplies. Did you get milk and bread for milk sandwiches? No eggs. No eggs? No eggs. Still oh, plenty of milk and, that's uh, good. and bread. But yeah, no eggs. Uh, people freak out around here. No one knows how to drive on this stuff. No. We all got big old trucks and stuff, but no one knows how to drive. Nobody knows how to drive. Yeah. We, we drive like 35 and a 45 on Scottsville Road in the light rain. Yeah. So ice, nope. Yeah. There's going to be... It's not good. The sheriff's office is just like... <sighs> it's that Ben Affleck meme where he's out there just smoking the cigarette and he's like... <sighs> Yeah, that's the sheriff's department right now, knowing they're going to have to haul about fifty cars out of the ditch. Yeah, it's always a uh, it's always a tough scene when it when it snows around here. Yeah, people don't know how to drive in Kentucky to begin with. Let's not bring ice into the mix, folks. But we are excited to be here. We're going to do a little buy sell hold dynasty edition tonight, Addy. You just dropped your combined rankings over at Big Three IDP dot com. Mm-hmm. Hashtag free. Hashtag always free. Always. You got the top 250 in there. We broke out the IDP, put them on a separate ranking. So if you just want to see the IDP, go check it out. We also number our rankings correctly. So if you want to, you know, sort them any which way, you can do it. And it's not going to get all out of whack, Addy. We know we got this ranking things down pretty good. I've been doing it for a bit now. This is what, like. The third third iteration, I think, yeah. I think of the yeah. dynasty ranks. Yeah, so we're. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't have to. You know, prove myself to anybody. I'm not. I'm not taking it out to 600 anymore. I'm not doing that. You're taking it out to 6,000. I agree. It's yes, a great sir. idea. Where would Jerry Rice be? Let's just get the historic players in there. Yeah, that'd be good. At, that'd be really good. All time. Mm, the card. F- the card. Uh, the card ranks are coming soon too. Maybe. I saw that. Uh, I got to thinking about you because the ringer I saw has a, I don't know if it's a full-blown card podcast, but they had Gary V on talking about LeBron cards and if they really? were underpriced. Huh. And I thought, when is Card King? Maybe that could be the off-season pod since DFSSS is gone. No, I've been noticing people having like different, you know, card reps on their shows and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly taken off right now. We could, uh, I could reach out, maybe maybe get some, uh, some reps on the show. I mean, Talk you- some prisms and some... Some green specters and some, some NBA hoops. Some orange twilights. I got some good ones coming in. I got I got a few uh, Lavisca autos coming in. Mm. Uh, I got a I got a T Higgins auto. I got three DeAndre Swift autos. 
When are we going to get some shells here in the Soad Shack and display oh, these beauties? No, sir. No, sir. Those locked up in my house. Yeah, they're just going to stay in a safe so I never look at them or enjoy them. Those will get stolen. Someone will come out here and steal that. I know. We can't ever let anyone know where you live. We'll be coming for the Card King stash. That's right. Well, uh, tonight, like I said, buy, sell, hold. We ain't got anything else going on. It's going to be a quickie. We're going to talk about some players here. It looks like we got about 16 on the list. Mm-hmm. Eight offense, eight defense. Uh, Connie will be joining us on Thursday, in case you were wondering where he is. No, he is not still depressed after Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl ring. I, I think he's recovered. I think he's okay. Um, Connie will be with us Thursday for John Macri's pod dropping. That is not changed. That will still be dropping in the feed on Thursday. And then Connie's going to join us once a month here during the off season. So if the Connie's not on the show, don't be like, where's Connie? He's just hanging out. He's doing the real estate thing, doing the dad thing, and we will see him in the show shack once a month, Eddie. Yeah, uh, we're going to be uh, – I'm excited for Macri's show. Me too, man. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff with Macri, I think, this offseason. That's got, right. We've got some potential plans for the draft maybe. Big draft plans. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Connie's, Connie's speed is more redraft and in-season type stuff. Yep. And uh, we're more of the dynasty heads and – and, uh, you know, whatever. It, it, it's, uh, it's all good. It's all fine. It's all, it's all good. We're all good. Yeah. So let's talk some buy, sell, hold, Eddie. So I'm curious, this kind of spawned out of your rankings um, because you've had your nose to the grindstone here for the past few weeks putting these ranks together. So this is kind of fresh on your mind. Dynasty season is trade season. So I think there's a lot of fantasy players out there right now wondering – who should we be buying? Who should we be selling? And who should we be holding? And so I'm curious, as you went through your ranking exercise, what was like the biggest like revelation or aha moment that you had? Or did you have one this year? Or was it just like grind it out, get these players ranked? Did you take away anything from this exercise? Yeah, you definitely. Um, we're, we're, at a, we're at a weird spot right now with, uh, with the league where we have, you know, all these young superstars and we still have some of these old superstars that are kind of migrating out, you know, the JJ Watts, the Khalil Max, um, Cameron Jordan, a lot of guys like that who are still, you know, potentially could give you one or two more elite years. I mean, think about who we just saw in the Super Bowl, Levante David, mm-hmm. guy like Demario Davis, like some of these older yeah. linebackers. That, and, and yeah, that's the thing with IDP. Some of these vets, they really hold their value longer. Mm-hmm. It seems, um, so it's 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 a tough you know it's a tough balancing act with all that stuff, but the league's in a great spot. I mean, if you look at the top, look at the top six right here. We got Devin White, Chase Young, Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, Miles Garrett, Jamal Adams. I mean that that's beautiful. Yeah, and the oldest age of those top six is twenty five point six for Darius Leonard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and you know another thing with these these young linebackers, like we you know this group has a has a chance to really be like all timers. I mean, Devin white, what a start to his career, you know? Um, I mean, if, if he puts up 10 years, he's going to, he's going to probably be all he's gonna over own all the records. Yeah. Hall of fame trajectory. I don't think you could have a better start to a career. Yeah. Now I will be curious. Speaking of Levante, David with, with David being a free agent, I think Tampa Bay will bring him back. Mm-hmm. I think David may even take a reduced deal. Even if he comes back, I've said this, take a one year deal. Hit the market when the salary cap is supposed to go back up. Glad you talked about that because point I want to make here, Levante David 
is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, That's right. If there's anyone that belongs in that in that city and that, and on that team for the rest of his career, it's Levante David. Um, I mean, you know, think of all the the just crappy teams that he's had to, you know, and the uniform he's had to wear, and the right. stadium he's had to play in. Yeah. He had to play with Jameis throwing thirty picks. If anyone deserves to stay there, especially now, it's Levante. You know, I, I think they'll make it work. Sometimes Super Bowls can drive teams apart in mm-hmm. terms of talent because guys go elsewhere and get paid. They have a lot of, you know, a lot of shine on them for being in the in the Super Bowl and the playoffs. But I think you could see the opposite effect here happening, especially with the cap going down, is I think you could see Levante David, who could potentially earn a like what would Cleveland pay him? Would they give him like a four year, forty million dollar deal, probably? Oh man, I I think someone will Someone should give him like two years, forty million. Yeah, whatever. If you want to, if you want him, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you, you're it, if you think you're that close, now he's a piece that helps push a team, I think, yeah. to that Super Bowl precipice. But Tampa Bay, I think, will bring him back. I think they'll franchise tag Godwin, and I think they'll try this thing again. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, the only unfortunate thing is Shaq Barrett. What do they do there? Shoot, I don't know. They they do have. I mean, it's a tough choice. Who do you tag, Shaq or, or Godwin? But you have AB, a free agent as well. Yeah, right. So, uh, I don't know. I think you have to I think you have to tag Godwin, right? Because what if I think AB will come back and take a lower deal. I don't see AB playing anywhere else. I really don't. I think he's like joined at the hip with Tom Brady at this point as weird as that is. Man, but Shaq Barrett, what a difference maker he was in that game. Whereas was, Godwin was a non-factor. Pretty much. Total non-factor. I mean, him and Mike Evans combined for like three catches. Yeah. Which is not an indictment of them. That was just a a well-executed game plan. Gronk dominated. Lenny dominated. You didn't even need those guys. So, I don't know. Who's more valuable to the team? Let's ask that question. Shaq Barrett, second in pressures last year behind Aaron Donald with 77. So, so he's, he's an elite pass rusher still. He's 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 going to be 29 when the year starts. you got to remember that his career took a little bit to get going. Um, so not as much tread on the tires, so to speak. Right. So someone's going to pay him. I mean, that's that's the problem. Could he be the highest paid guy? I think, think so. If he hits the market? Yeah, he's going to be it, I believe. Could, Especially coming off the Super Bowl. You know how that stuff goes. It could be like a like a four-year, $80 million deal, four-year, $100 million deal. I mean, I could see him getting $20 million, $25 we see it all million the, a year. We see it all the time here at the end of the year with guys like that. You know, Edge, Clark, you know a few yeah, years ago. Edge rushers. Offensive tackles and quarterbacks yeah. and cornerbacks. Those are typically your four highest paid position groups. So I could absolutely see Shaq Barrett. So it's, if I were Shaq, though, I, I, I don't think I would take a hometown discount, anything like that. They already franchise tagged you. So mm-hmm. it's like, give me my long-term deal or I'm going to go hit the market and make like $100 million. And good for him. He should. Yeah. You got a ring now. Yeah, it'd be cool to come back. But now that you've got a ring, go get your money. Yep. Exactly. So, all right, well, let's talk about some other folks here, Addy, and we'll just alternate. We won't go straight offense and straight defense. Let's kind of go one, one, two, two, go down the list here. But let's start with a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers that is near and dear to your heart, Deontay Johnson. Is he still on your RSO roster? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, buy, sell, hold, Deontay Johnson. Buy. He's a big buy. Yes. Um, I mean, so Big Ben seemed like he's going to come back, right? I don't know. I'm 60% he's coming back. I think he's coming back. That's uh and that's important because I mean if they come in with a new quarterback, you know, that could that could really hurt his his uh his value next year. Um 
Either way, I think he's a great long-term buy. He's still he's he's still just twenty four and a half right now. He'll be twenty five when the season starts. Um, you know, we see all this love for for guys like Terry McLaurin, who we may we may get to in a little bit. But Deontay Johnson's younger than Terry, and I think he may be a little bit better. Ooh, Terry's low key old, isn't he? Old as hell. Because he's a fifth year senior, I believe. Old man McLaurin. Yeah, he's – oh, wait, where is he? Oh, I'm looking at the IDP rankings. I was like, where is Terry? Terry has to be in the top 250. Yeah, let's see. I wanted to see where you had him in your ranks. He's 44. Yeah, he's 25.4. Uh, I'm guessing that's 25 years and four months yes, sir. on this little uh, age chart here, which what a what a great little addition to the Dynasty ranks this mm-hmm. year. You had the formula going with the birthdays. That's awesome. So that's going to auto-update essentially, right? Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Don't going to ever touch it. Ooh, I love that. That is so hot. Yeah, Juju's leaving. Whether or not Big Ben comes back, um, you know, even if he doesn't, they have Dwayne Haskins. So let's fly. Yeah, that's true. Yikes. Yikes. But no, but Juju's gone. Juju's right? gone. That's also, the big thing. Also saw, speaking of Juju, um, well, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Juju's going to L.A. Is that what yeah, you're going to say? Yeah. L.A. Chargers? Yeah, he needs to stop playing Twitch. He needs to get off Fortnite, have a little more of a filter. All right, let's talk about the IDP 101 right now. Your top guy in terms of the Dynasty IDP ranks, Devin White, you know, had a case to be made for Super Bowl MVP, was great in that game. I think 12 total tackles plus the pick was just all over the place. So the question is, buy, sell, hold Devin White. Now, logic would tell you, because he is the IDP 101 right now, he's a great sell. I don't disagree that that logic makes sense, but I would poke a hole in it to say, are you going to get the value back right now on Devin White? I don't think so. He's that cheat code right now. He is the top tier. And that's, again, these are rankings. This is not to say this is where these guys are going to finish, but this is the guy that has the most value right now for IDP and is most likely to end up at the top of IDP mountain again in 2021. So if someone were to offer me three first round picks in this year's draft, yeah, I'd probably do it. But as we've said countless times that I remember having this exact conversation about miles Garrett. Cause one of the questions we always get is what is the top tier IDP worth in terms of offense? And we always said it's like a B plus offensive player. So, would I rather have the 15th best wide receiver in fantasy or the IDP 101? That's no contest for me. So, he's a hold right now because even though he may seem like a screaming sell, unless you can get someone to overpay, give you multiple first-round picks, you're not going to get the value back. Yeah, and and I don't think multiple is enough, right? Two is not enough for you to sell. We need three of them. We need three. And that's... I get it. That's steep for anyone to come off of for a defensive player, but that is the type of guy he is. And 23 he years old. 23 years old. 140 total tackles and nine sacks in 15 games last year. He's amazing. And we saw what he did in the playoffs. I think he had like he had monster. almost 40 total tackles in three games. He had uh, you know the, the, the game-clinching pick. He rides a horse. He's gonna rides take the he's gonna take the horse for a, a lap around the Buccaneers Stadium. Do you see that? Saw that with Jason Light. He got permission. You can do whatever you want, Devin. Yes. Yes. Whatever, Devin. Do you see they're having this is cool. They're having a boat parade. Oh, for nice. the Bucks. More COVID friendly, right? Mm-hmm. I guess if like 
you have the boats coming down like maybe a certain designated path, and then the other boats are kind of out there. It's that's cool. COVID safe. You know, people aren't like crowding around necessarily. So maybe I like that. maybe get them a pirate ship. A pirate ship. Just detach the pirate ship from the stadium and yeah. float that baby down the river. Probably make cool. it about you know half mile before it sinks. <laughs> All right, I actually heard this guy being talked about today because the fantasy footballers did their tight end truth episode. And this tells you how bad it was to avoid being a bust on a weekly basis for their tight end kind of metrics. You only had to score seven points. So if you catch, if you're in a PPR league and you catch one touchdown, you have avoided busting at the tight end position. So as we know, tight end, super duper gross. Something we also know, Addy, is that Zach Ertz is hella washed up. So Dallas Goddard is a big-time buy for me, and I'll tell you why. Two reasons. I think Ertz is moved or cut, and I think Carson Wentz is traded. And if Wentz is out the door and it's Jalen Hurts' season with Nick Sirianni, who ran a really good tight end-friendly offense in Indianapolis, wheels all the way up for Dallas Goddard. Go buy this guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love baby Goddard, you know, and, and you're right. No more Ertz. This is this is fantastic. A little bit of hesitation with with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know how he is at favoring the 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 tight end. I mean, he didn't seem to target Goddard too much down the stretch. Uh, but again, they they had Ertz out there too, so there was competition uh, for for targets at tight end. So uh, yeah, I love Goddard. Still just twenty six. I mean, you know, really entering the age where tight ends tend to break out. Um, and this was a guy that 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 I pegged as someone that could be like, kind of like the next Kelsey. Um, he's not that, he's not that type of route runner, but he is, he is maybe a better red zone threat. So, um, love Dallas Goddard. Think he could be, uh, a real big deal this time next year. So you might say, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Now should mention here, don't overpay for any tight end because mm-hmm. they're just not that important in the fantasy landscape. Like they're, they're off near the tail end with like kickers and cornerbacks in terms yeah. of where they should be valued in terms of uh, value and what you would pay for those guys. So let's skip down now to the second defensive player, another another Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Antoine Winfield Jr. Addy, what are we thinking about Mr. Winfield Jr.? I love Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, you know, congrats on the Super Bowl, Mr. Winfield. I know you made your dad proud. But, uh, you know, finished with 94 total tackles and three sacks this season. I feel like everyone kind of forgets about Winfield because of the the monster debut from from Jeremy Chin. But I think that this may be the guy you want in Dynasty. Uh and and I'm not going to be surprised at all if 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 maybe we're saying this is, you know, the number 1 safety next year. Ooh, next year. He definitely seems like the good um good draft kind of target because Jeremy Chin, as we know, if you're doing like a, a startup with IDP mixed in, Jeremy Chin's going to be the one that everyone gravitates mm-hmm. toward. But you're going to have to pay a lot more for Chin. And you can get Winfield a lot later. This is the perfect kind of target in the offseason because you're you're kind of cashing in before the hype starts to 
get in right now on these yes. kind of guys before the hype pieces start coming out, before the second year breakout articles start to matriculate out about the Super Bowl champion defense. Yeah, that's a great point because there's a lot of people in this ID space that can tell you what guys just did, but they can't tell you what, you know what's coming. That's right. A lot of people like that. So, yeah, you're right. Um, now's the time to buy Winfield. Don't wait till after he explodes this year. Yeah, you're always going to pay more. And, yes, it is prognostication. It is guessing. It is kind of pushing your chips to the middle of the table. But that's what makes fantasy fun. Like, yep. call your shot. And what if Levante leaves? That's right. It's going to be Winfield and Devin White. And also, Winfield is very thick. Is he a thick baby as well? Very thick. Man, that makes me excited. Now, because you would have said, I think I gave up a first and a second round pick for Devin White last season. Mm -hmm. You would have said, at the time, I was like, oh my God, that is way too much. Oh yeah. Well, I remember having that conversation with maybe someone in the league about that. Like, whoa, Josh Josh was going for it, didn't he? And I, Charlie put him on the block and I had him in like three minutes because I just blew him away. Yeah. Charlie was like, I was going to work the, work the phone, so to speak. But you just came in and dropped the hammer. And I was like, no way I can pass up this deal. I was like, good. That was that was my goal. Make it impossible for you to say no. And now we're talking about selling them for three first-round picks, yep. potentially. So you are going to whiff on guys sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's okay. The goal is have a better than 500 batting average on these guys. That's how you win in fantasy. You know, call your shots, pick your dudes, and Antoine Winfield. Pick them up. Pick them up. Safety one. You heard it here first from Addy. Let's talk about a running back that came out of nowhere to be a top five contributor this year at the position. But will it continue? It's arrow up in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence coming to town. Urban Meyer maybe a good head coach. We'll see. LaVisca Chenault just being drippy as hell. And James Robinson. So James Robinson, undrafted free agent, totally came out of nowhere. Kind of like uh, this year's Philip Lindsay. Right. Buy, sell, hold, James Robinson. Sell. Ooh, not where I thought you were going. See, I mean, I love, I love Jacksonville, and I love, I love what they're doing there, but him being undrafted, it makes me feel like they're not going to have any, any, uh, you know, any hesitation, you know, pulling someone in, in, in the next draft or bringing in a free agent. Um, and also, I mean, He's James Robinson was really really good. I was really impressed with with everything he did last year, but I don't I don't know that um, I don't know how good how good you know his skill set translates long term. I mean he he's um, he just doesn't seem that special, right? He was he he got a lot of volume, um, did did great work with it, but I don't know. I I just. I just fade guys like that that are drafted late that have a chance. You know, whole new coaching staff coming in. That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. This coaching staff is not tied to not James tied Robinson. To what happens if he struggles out of the gate? You know? I mean, very you know, very real chance of that happening. Um, I think they definitely bring in some kind of veteran or... I think they have to. They have to because I don't think there's a... They're very deep there running back no. outside of Robinson. Um, and, you know... We see it all the time, you know these these late these late drafted guys can can pop, uh, but but they also can can kind of fizzle out quickly too. We've seen it over and over and over. Remember like Darius Slayton, um, who <laughs> just guys like that all the time. It uh, would be the ultimate irony 
if they bring back Leonard Fournette off this massive Super Bowl performance and playoff stretch. Welcome back, Lenny. Wow, that would be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be really cool. It's like Deshaun Jackson. You think, think Lenny's going to get paid? I think he is. I think he's um, pretty close to the top running back on the market, especially after that Super Bowl performance. I think GMs pay attention to that kind of stuff, and I think it matters. So... Sorry, I meant Steve Slayton for the Texans. Remember Steve him? Slayton? No, I don't remember him either. I think well, he that's had the like point, you know though. he had like a you I know, do remember Steve. Yeah, like a one year where he was in the top twelve, and then we never heard from him again. Steve, who? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I, I'm in agreement with you, just because of the coaching staff and the draft capital. We'd like to think that that stuff doesn't matter, but it does. Super impressive. I guess like I don't want to seem like a James Robinson hater because he he was he was very solid. I mean, again, I was blown away with with this undrafted guy doing what he did. But don't go paying up for this guy. No. That's the main point. Don't go, like, trying to trade two first for James Robinson. Do not do that. Now, if you could get him on the cheap and you believe in the Jacksonville kind of upside. But no James Robinson owner is going to sell him cheap. You know, they're going to want at least a first out of him. That's a good point. That's just how it's going to be. So let's talk about another player that is super young. Not even 23 yet, is he? And Tremaine Edmonds. Linebacker for the Buffalo we'll Bills? will be 23 in May. That's insane. What did he come into the league at, like 15? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is fourth year, folks. Wow. So, I'm super curious to hear your take on Tremaine Edmonds because I wish I could go back in time to last offseason when we were hyping up Edmonds and tell you. Happy Lookouta! Happy Lookouta. Because Edmonds was... Going to disappoint all of us who believed in him. Now, I will say, I think last season, we kind of shifted the narrative a little bit. We 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 went with uh, Milano. We were saying Milano's the guy. That didn't work out. He couldn't stay healthy. But Those cookies are still good, though. Exactly, yes. Um, so, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds finished as the LB28 this past year, which is definitely not where fantasy managers wanted him to finish. But, you know, he averaged eight tackles a game, finished with two sacks, um, only two sacks. Only two sacks. Jeez. But that's not his. That's not really his yeah. game. He's 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 been consistent though. So um, his rookie year, he put up 121 tackles. His sophomore campaign, he put up 115, and then last year, he put up 119. So I mean, pretty much the same exact seasons. Um, you know, his first three years. Uh, Matt Milano potentially leaving this year in free agency. He is a free agent. Could this be the big year Tremaine breaks out? So. As far as the Tremaine Edmonds breakout is concerned. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> still real. You're still buying it. And do you love the new drops? I love it. It's the best. I surprised you when you walked in. I had some time today uh, after work to work on the board and just wanted to give you something nice, Eddie. I think what I thank you for what you've done for me, Josh. It's still real to me. Yeah, I think Tremaine, um, again, it's price dependent, but depending on where the... Tremaine Edmonds' manager is, yeah, I could see him being a buy, especially with Milano out the door, but I would be paying LB2 ticket price for him. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the um, the the owner of, of Tremaine Edmonds is still going to want a first-round pick, but I think they could let him go for a second. I would do a second. I'm not doing a first. Yeah, me neither. Not for Tremaine. Not for an LB two. It's if once we adjust our expectations for Tremaine, I think we're all in a better place. He's not going to be your LB one. Could he be? Maybe, but 
big majority chance for me is he will be a rock solid LB two for you. This year's a, a big year for him. It is. We could see a very large, uh, you know, gain in value from from Tremaine. So that's the time to buy guys like that. This is a big swing year for him. That's right. Let's talk about the number one overall pick for the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's draft, Clyde edwards Elaire. Damian Williams, as we know, coming back. I got to thinking about that. I wonder how players that opted out of the season felt as the season went along. Like, were they happy with their decision based on how the NFL handled the COVID outbreak, which, as you know, I talked about on the solo pod Sunday, tip of the cap, we got through it. Some of the plates got a little wobbly at points, but all the games got played. Everything wrapped up on time. We had the Super Bowl. So I got to wondering about that. Like, how does Damian Williams feel? Does he wish that he had played? Yeah, probably probably so. But then you think about guys like C.J. Mosley, who was probably, you know, really happy. happy that he didn't get Super out there. Super happy. Yes, of course. It probably a year de- of his career. Yeah, it probably depends on, I'm sure, your situation. But regardless of how Damian Williams feels, the assumption is he will be back mm-hmm. in the backfield with Kansas City. CEH. What are you doing with him right now, Addy? I'm buying CEH if I can. It's going to be hard to, but but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I he was great to start the year, you know, and it was surprising. We all kind of thought he was going to be like this Darren Sproles type type running back where he caught a lot of balls, but that was really not how how he uh, he started. He was he was like a between the tackles type guy. Um, so I think the passing work will pick up, you know, as as his career moves along, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Ch. I think he, I think he's a solid back. I think he was overdrafted. I mean, what a mistake Kansas City made taking Ch over someone like Jonathan Taylor, or DeAndre Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift, or you know maybe even Cam Akers. Um, yeah, just I like Ceh, um, and also I like that they're going to need him. You know, this offense, Travis Kelsey, he's he's going to be thirty two, thirty three coming up. Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, what happens when, when maybe he starts to lose a step or two. Uh, this this offense is not that good, and we saw that you know, on display in the Super Bowl. You you take out Tyreek Hill, and, and, you know, what do they have? Kelsey over the middle, and that's really it. Um, I would have loved to have seen them with competent offensive line play, like mm-hmm. what Mahomes could have done. I think he was what obviously makes that offense special, yeah. and basically it was – Take the snap and begin to immediately run backwards. What did, I think the advanced stats said that he ran like 300, 400 yards in that game. Yeah, I mean on a on a on a turf toe with a torn plantar fascia. I mean plate. some some of those runs, you know, were, when he just would abandon right off the bat, seemed more like you know just on him and just kind of being scared. I did think he was not maybe seeing the field well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was afraid to pull the trigger. But, but you know his, his his receivers weren't helping him out. I mean that's that was a that's a tough game for him. You get crunched by Shaq Barrett, and yeah. JPP, and oh Dominican Sue or Devin White so many times, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna take off running. I'm few not even those, gonna stand back here. Few of those hits, man, were awful. Speaking of that, I mean he he uh, he had the, uh, the the surgery today. I it, saw. Was it today or maybe it's tomorrow? But he is gonna have to have surgery on the uh, turf toe. It yeah. was that bad. Yep. So. They said he'll be ready for the 2021 season. I don't doubt that. No, he'll be fine. Um, it's not like a ligament or a neck or something really, really serious or an Achilles. Was very happy with the Super Bowl result. Um, you know, the, Mahomes, his family really needed the humbling, I think. His his wife, 
people talk shit about Giselle a lot. Bro, she is so much better than Mahomes' wife. Have you ever seen any of these videos of 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 her, Brittany Mahomes? I think is her name. No, all I watch is his brother's dance videos now on well, TikTok. He's usually there in the background, but is those two are the worst. Yeah, I don't get into any of that. Um, but yeah, I think what was the what was the old wrestler that would say, "I'm going to break you and make you humble"? Was it the Iron Sheik that always <laughs> used to say that, "Make you humble"? Yeah, Brady did that. Brady did that, and he'll do that to you. He's done that to a lot of folks. Yep. over the years. Uh, made Aaron Rodgers humble, made yep. Drew Brees retire, uh, immediately got the Washington football team's quarterback canceled with his MAGA tweets. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Hassan Reddick, another free agent, very interesting free agent in my opinion because we finally had the breakout year, Addy. So buy, sell, hold, Hassan Reddick. He's tough, isn't he? He is. I mean, I guess... I guess sell if someone's willing to give you a lot for him. You know, this is a guy that um, he just finished with 56 pressures and 12 and a half sacks and six forced fumbles on 874 snaps. His previous career high in sacks was just four. So it's a it's a lot of, was this for real? Um, can he repeat? You know, that type stuff. But I do think he's, a, he's an up-and-coming, you know, potentially elite edge rusher. This was a guy that a lot of us loved coming out of Temple. Um, he was a first-round pick. I think a lot of people forget that. Only 26. Only 26. So that's just the, the nature of the position sometimes. It takes a little bit to, uh, you know, to, to develop into a grown-ass man, and he's, he's nearing that age. Yeah, you have him at 56 right now in between Xavier McKinney and Grady Jarrett on the IDP Dynasty ranks. Pretty good. He's a hold right now for me because I don't know what to do with him. I just don't know. And it's like, how many years in a row do we have to say this about a guy before we just have enough information to make a decision? I'm not there yet with Hassan Reddick. And he's a free agent. So, yes, that adds another layer of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But typically, I think he could go get a lot of money. He plays a position that typically gets paid well in free agency. And I think a team that is, you know, Pass rush needy is going to go overpay for Reddick and bring him in and give him all the opportunity in the world. So I think his situation could actually improve potentially. So I don't know. I'm probably just going to hold him unless somebody comes calling wanting to pay a pretty penny for him. I think I'll just hold him. Yeah, I think that's the move. So Hassan Reddick, hold him tightly, love him dearly. Number five on offense, Addy, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLovin, old as hell. Terry two gloves. <laughs> yeah, I've been on record of, of not being the biggest Terry fan. I think he's I think he's a really good receiver. I don't wanna don't want people to think that at yeah, home. Yeah, Nico, don't get in our DMs and Slack, please. McLaurin's good. Really good route runner. Um also like one of those just seems to be, you know, a, a locker room favorite. Makes everyone around him, you know, want to do better and all that stuff. So love that about him. But uh he's just in a bad situation there. That's that's when's it going to get better? When? Um, because I haven't heard any like positive news on the quarterback front for Washington. No. So yeah, they have a great defense. I don't help Terry McLaurin. No, and also I would imagine they're going to bring in some competition for for Terry McLaurin. They're probably they're definitely going to upgrade the wide receiver position. They have to with how many guys are out there. But the the quarterback man, it's just the biggest. 
And I know he's 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 performed pretty well with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith and all the other garbage there. But man, like I just don't know. I hate relying on that stuff. I know, you know year after year. Like legitimately, who is who is Washington's starting quarterback? Yeah. I can't tell you because I don't think it's Alex Smith. I don't think it's Taylor Heineke. Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Is it Cam Newton? Like, oh God, yeah, probably so. And if it's Cam Newton or someone like barf, that, we don't like that. Through what nine touchdown passes in New England? Yeah, yeah no not, thanks. Not good. So, I think Terry could be a good hold if you're a Terry fan. Terry's also a great sell though, uh, because little older quarterback uncertainty. I just probable. Very probable wide receiver upgrades there in Washington. Yes, and it feels like, you know, they kind of want their identity to be defense and run. You know, you got to imagine they'll, they'll try and get a, um, you know, build that team around Antonio Gibson, and and uh, I don't know. I just think they're going to rely on defense, kind of old-fashioned football. Yeah, but the defense especially, and Ron Rivera, yeah, yeah I could definitely see that. Built around Christian McCaffrey and mm-hmm. tried to build around a defense, and it just kind of fell apart that last yep. year for him in Carolina. So let's talk about Calevon Chason down there in Saxonville. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do a lot this year. He, uh, you know, he, he actually played 567 snaps, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty quiet season in the stat book. Um, but very encouraged with how he finished on the stretch from weeks 13 through 17. Calevon had 19 total pressures. This was 14th best in the league during that stretch. So, um, you know, it's 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 similar to the Brian Burns and Montez Sweat thing. This is the time to buy guys like this because they're just what gonna, if they're just and they're just gonna they're gonna go up in value. They yep. don't have a lot of value right now because they didn't do much their rookie year. They will one hundred percent have more value next year unless they get hurt. That's really yep. the only situation where I could see Caleb on Chase on on what should be an ascending team. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean. What could you get Chase on for right now? Like, like a, a fourth? I was going to say a fourth, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's basically like almost zero value. Yeah, you, I mean, the, the, he's, the, he's the, uh, the guy you target around draft time of your rookie drafts. Send out a fourth-round pick. I mean, should even try a fifth-round pick. Why not? Start with a fifth, and then if they mm-hmm. go up to a fourth, hey, okay, sure. Yep, yep. Yeah. I like Chase on. I think he's... Uh, Why not? Yeah. Just throw a little dart. What do you, you fifth round pick? Like who cares? Yeah, exactly. Low risk, potentially high reward. Yep. What if he is the next Montez Sweat? Yep. He should change his name to Calevon Sweat. That'd be a hella great name. I mean, don't get me wrong, Chason's really cool too, but Calevon Sweat, yes sir. We. Chris Godwin, the aforementioned Chris Godwin. Oh man, I know you are obviously Michael Evans' uh, biological father. So we know you're a big Mike fan. What about Chris Godwin? Man, really couldn't have ended the year on a worse note aside from winning the Super Bowl. But in terms of your value, I, I, I don't know where I come down on Chris Godwin right now. I know he's a super talented wide receiver. have no doubt about that. But I am so curious to see where he ends up in this wide receiver pecking order for free agents. Yeah. Where's he going to go? What kind of money is he going to get? Is Tampa Bay going to bring him back? Are they going to franchise him? Yeah, he didn't have the Super Bowl we wanted, but uh, he was he was he was good in the playoffs. I mean, he had I think the divisional round game against the Packers. He had a, he had a nice performance. I think over a hundred yards. But um, 
you know, they just had they had a lot of a lot of options there in Tampa Bay. You know, you, they Tom's not going to rely on anybody week to week. Um, so I think for Godwin's fancy value, I think it would be better if we saw him get out of Tampa Bay. Because I mean, even though I, you know, I've been the biggest Tom fanboy, I don't know that we're going to continue seeing these monster years. I mean, forty seven hundred and forty three this year could be forty three and forty next year, right? Um, I just don't think he's going to. I know we joke about he's going to get to five thousand yards and fifty. I don't think that's going to actually happen. Um, so I think it's you know it's best for Godwin if he gets a chance to leave Tampa Bay. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, unfortunately, he's, 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 I mean, you're kind of holding him. He's still, you know, he's still only 25. Um, you're kind of just holding and, and hoping that he gets out of Tampa Bay eventually. Yeah. You have, because it's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to, there's not going to be a lot of upside with, with Godwin. Not in Tampa Bay because Tom, I think, has one more year Mm -hmm. of potentially high level production. I think you'll see it tail off a little bit. I could see like 35 and like 3,800 yards. Just a, just a little bit of a step back um, just because he had a great year this year. Mm-hmm. And typically that tends to regress. I mean, especially with his age, but I mean, who the hell knows? He could go for 45 and 4,500 next year for all we know. Doesn't it feel like James White and Julian Edelman are soon to join Tampa? I mean, I could see it. Yeah. When Bill's like, you know what? Fine, Tom, just take all of your buddies. We're going to totally, you know, start a new chapter here in New England with Jared Stidham. But their times, I mean, you know, seriously, New New uh, New England's going to be, you know, looking to do something different. Those guys will probably be out the door, I'd say, after this year. Yeah, they it, they might even be potential cut candidates. You know, could be. Why not? Like, why not? If yeah. You're New what are England? you doing, New England? They should probably trade up in the draft, mm-hmm. take a young quarterback. I've seen a lot of mocks giving them Mac Jones, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Chris Guy, when you had him at 17, in between Cam Akers and Josh Jacobs. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I think he's a good hold candidate. I like Chris Godwin a lot as a player. He reminds me, I like his toughness. He reminds me a little bit of, like, Anquan Bold. Yes, that's a great comp. That's exactly who yep. I'd comp him to. So, hold, I guess if you are convinced that he's getting out of Tampa Bay, could potentially be a buy candidate. Because, like you say, I think the ceiling's a little bit higher. Potentially a lot higher if he gets out of Tampa Bay and becomes the team's number one wide receiver. But I think the smart money is on him returning to Tampa Bay. So let's talk about Xavier McKinney. Dude broke his foot to start the season. I thought he was out. I just thought, okay, we'll see you in in, uh, 2021, Xavier. Came back at the end of the season there. Uh, Drafted in the second round. Uh, He didn't make his debut until week 12, Addy. So Xavier McKinney. As we know, alongside um, Jabril Peppers there for the New York Giants. What's your temperature right now on Xavier McKinney? Buy, sell, hold. I like Xavier McKinney. Uh, I mean, you know, we got to remember this was a, a second round pick. I think he was 36 overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they kind of eased him back. He, he came back week 12, like you mentioned. Didn't really get a lot of playing time those first two weeks, weeks 12 and 13, but. Started easing him back in weeks fourteen and fifteen, and then week sixteen and sec, uh, week sixteen and seventeen, he really took off. He had um, eight tackles in both of those games. Actually, got eight tackles and a pick that last week. So, I love McKinney. Um, I think he's the safety you actually want there long term. I'm, I'm, if I'm selling anybody, it's probably Jabril Peppers. Um, peppers be hot though. Peppers do be hot. Peppers was hot to close the year. 
but I think that's uh, that's a nice little get out of jail free card for for all you Peppers owners. Now's the time to maybe sell that guy. Yeah, Peppers ranked one spot ahead on the IDP rankings. Hey, though. he's still he's still more valuable. I can't, I couldn't put I couldn't put McKinney ahead of him right now just because of Peppers coming off this monster year. Yep. Um, and McKinney only having what came back in week twelve, so that's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, five games. Yeah. What I always suggest people doing is 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 if you have Jabril Peppers, maybe try and contact the Xavier swap. McKinney. Yeah, maybe swap them and maybe try and get a third round pick. Maybe I'll give you uh, Peppers for McKinney in the third. Ooh, love that. Just throw it in. Make me feel a little better. Mm-hmm. That little throw-in yeah. draft pick. I agree. Yeah, Peppers just had a, what, like a top six finish? You got to sell that shit, guys. Come yeah. on. Sell them. See if you can get a pick. Yeah, I was looking to see where Peppers actually finished. Because we know them Peppers be hot. No, he was great. Did he have the return work still? Or was that, did that go no, to No, no return else? work. Okay. But, I mean, he... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, and it was mainly, mainly him, you know, back there. I mean, no McKinney. Who was even the other safety there? I know Julian Love was in the mix as like a cornerback, but who was even there alongside him once? Um, they had Logan Ryan playing safety a little bit. Logan Ryan was great. He got a really new deal, good. didn't he? Three-year deal, I'm pretty sure, with the Giants. Did they? Pretty sure they did. I think they did some business. Yeah, Jabril Peppers was safety five. So, yeah. In between Justin Simmons and Jesse Bates. I think it's a great time to sell Jabril. Yes, I and agree. Maybe he finishes. He and, and and it's likely he has another top ten finish. But I think it's also likely that McKinney could be that next type guy. How many more potential top ten finishes do you think Peppers versus McKinney have going mm-hmm. forward next five years? Yeah, Peppers probably has one more. McKinney probably could has have, a chance for three or four. Yeah, we'll more. I yeah. would say I would take the the percentage chance that McKinney has more top ten finishes in his future than Peppers. I agree. Uh, I just wanted to see because I, I don't want to get that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he signed a new contract. Um, yeah, so he signed a $31 million contract extension with the Giants on Christmas Day. That's a nice little Christmas present. I miss that. Yeah. That's good. That's good for that's really good for Logan Ryan's yes, value. It is. I mean, he's he's uh he's one of the elite cornerbacks in the league, so um and could because he, you know, he gets a lot of time at safety and, and stuff like that. So that's right. All right, another free agent wide receiver. We wanted to throw this little three-pack in here with Chris Godwin, this next guy, and then another Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver we'll talk about that we've already mentioned, a little spoiler. Uh, But number seven here, Allen Robinson. We've talked about Allen Robinson a lot. I would love for the Colts to go make a run at A-Rob. Got him on the Madden Sim team, doing great. Leading receiver for the team. How the numbies looking. He is, uh, he's the touchdown monster. I think Pascal actually has him beat. Pascal's a freaking beast on there. Um, he has him beat in terms of receptions, but I think Robinson has more touchdowns. So he's, he's a beast, though. Um, but, yeah, Allen Robinson, man, I think he's a buy just because I think he's going to go get the bag, like maybe three or four bags, and his situation is going to improve. It can't get worse, really. Yeah. Unless you think there is a situation out there quarterback-wise that's worse than Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky or worse than Blake Bortles. Yeah, if if he if he willingly goes to another bad quarterback, it's it's his deal. Yeah. It's, it's his fault. You have to think he's going to be smart. He's going to go play with a good quarterback, make a ton of money, get a ton of targets. Yes, I think wide receiver and running back when they get the bag, 
tends to indicate opportunity because they're not going to spend that kind of money to come in and put a guy in a rotation or make him the second wide receiver on the team. So yeah, I think Allen Robinson's a big time buy because this is what what we've been waiting for. Get him out of Jacksonville. Get him out of Chicago. Put him somewhere with a quarterback who can actually get him the ball. And he's so good too. That's what's so unfortunate. I mean, people don't realize how good of a receiver he really is just because he's been in such a, you know, such a mess, you know, wherever he's gone. So, um, yeah, the situation has to improve for Robinson. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he is getting up there in age now. He's, he's I think, 27. He'll be 28 when the year starts. But you still got, I think, you know, two years of, of an elite window. So, yeah, Allen Robinson, a great buy for contending teams. Now, I will say, wide receivers going to new teams, a little dicey sometimes. Mm-hmm. So again, price is important here. I'm yeah, not gonna. We, I'm not giving like multiple first round picks for Allen Robinson. But we just saw Diggs. You know, it can it can happen. Yeah, but it, that was a bigger quarterback upgrade than what we realized at the time. Because mm-hmm. I know for one, I was like, oh god, it's gonna be like mid November. Diggs is gonna be sending out cryptic tweets because Josh Allen's overthrown him like 34 times already. And it didn't happen. Now they're best friends. Now they're best friends. They live in a house together. Plenty of room for activities. Let's talk about Brian Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Buy, sell, hold Brian Burns right now, Addy. Well, I will say it is, uh, if people out there are telling you to buy Brian Burns and, and folks like Montez Sweat, you need to be looking at him a little you know, a little sideways. A little sideways? Where were you? Where were you a year ago? Yeah, why couldn't you tell me this before the price tripled? Where were you in August? Come on. I'll tell you where we were. We were all over Brian Burns. We were on Brian Burns' corner mm-hmm. with signs that said bye-bye-bye. Yeah, so Brian Burns, did you notice where I had him? Oh, I did not. Let me check. Let me check and see. Burns was at 21 in between Fred Warner and DeForest Buckner. DE6. 21 overall, folks. Yes. So people are telling you to buy this guy right now. He's arrived. He's already here. The discount's gone. You got to pay up if you want him. So, if yeah, if you want to pay up, still very young, not even 23 yet. So, yeah, if you want a, a first... Yeah. Multiple firsts or a first and another pick? I think, I think you get them for a One first. first. Maybe, maybe a high second. Okay. Closer to the draft time if, you know, if we start seeing some prospects that, you know, people start talking. Make your into. eyes pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I still don't think anyone's going to let him go for less than a first. That's true. Cause, so Because they're seeing the same thing we are right now. Yep. Not even 23. Uh, Carolina Panthers team that should be on the rise as well. Yeah, 57 pressures, nine sacks last year on 750 snaps. So you just missed the buy window. Yep. Not saying this is a sell window necessarily, but it's a buy at your own risk. Exactly. That's a that's that's great because I mean he is likely to go up another level. But are you going to get what you paid for? Is he going to is he going to have a 15 sack season? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, probably not. Maybe one or two. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, have at it, but you're going to pay. Nine sacks. Yeah. You could crack 12. I could see that. But yeah, 15. I don't know. 
I got know. Montez Sweat right up there with them. I mean, they're both they're both just super high. Burns I like better. Brian Sweat. Let's just change everyone's name to Sweat. Just have like eight sweats. That'd be good. That'd be great, right? Just have a whole team full of sweats. Remember when I was calling them sweet? Joey called him sweet too. And then I started calling him sweet because I thought Joey was in the know. Yeah. He's a sweet man. That's it led to that nickname. It was a, it was a, it was a good thing. It was a blessing in disguise. Let's talk about the last offensive player, Juju Smith-Schuster. Out there TikToking and Twitching and Fortnite and talking about playing with the Los Angeles Chargers and his boy Keenan. What was it AB called him? Like Poo Poo Smith Poopster or something like that. That sounds like something you would say. <laughs> On like a on like on like a Twitch stream, it was I, I gotta find it, but uh, yeah, he he has a really good nickname for Juju. But um, what do you think about Juju? I mean, we saw on the on the uh, on this stream that he he was playing with Keenan Allen and saying that he's going to go to L.A. and and team up with with uh, Herbert and, and company. What do you think? Would would you would that be good for his value? Would you like that? Oh, of course. Yeah, be a big time arrow up for his value. Um, but no, I think, man, I'm just I'm out on Juju, man. And it's a personal thing. It's this is not a fantasy take. This is a mm-hmm. Josh does not like Juju as a player. Adams Michael Thomas. Yes, exactly. Just I don't want anything to do with him. That's part of fantasy, folks. Yeah, like I can't help my biases. Yeah, if I don't like you, I don't want you on my team. I, I just I have Juju exhaustion, and I'm yep. sorry. I can't give you impartial analysis here. I would be selling Juju, hyping up. Hey guys, did you hear he's going to potentially Los Angeles Chargers? Herbert looked really good. Play alongside Keenan Allen. Man, that sounds great, right? Send me a second round pick or something for Ooh. him. First round pick. There you go. There you go. Four, four, four first round picks. <laughs> Send me all your picks. Don't sell him for a second, but you, I mean, I think you could still get. I think you could still get a, a first plus. I think you can get a first and a second for Juju. Man, that's rich. I take a. I take a nice ham sandwich. He's still what twenty four. He's he's a young fella. Seems like maturity wise, he's about sixteen. Adam, yeah, it's true. Need to that get him a true. life coach. It's true. I'd love to mentor him. There's a good show if you all have HBO Max, which I would recommend. HBO Max is doing some cool stuff. There's a really neat show on there called The Cost of Winning. It's about a team in Baltimore, Maryland, at St. Francis Academy. The, they said it was the oldest school in like America. It's like a, started like 150 years ago. In the backyard of the school is a prison. Like the two facilities bump up against each other. So these students walk past the entrance to the prison every day on their way into school. That seems a little unsafe. Yes. Literally during one of the practices, the coach is sitting there, everyone's kneeling down, he's giving his speech, like this guy's just such a hard worker, and three gunshots ring out close enough that they could hear it. And they all just turned and looked and just went right back to the lecture. Wow. So, but it's a great show. Um, this is one of the top teams in this is a real show. This is a real show. One of the top teams in the country. They're so good that no one in Baltimore will play them. They kicked them out of the high school association that they were in because they're a private school. It's a Catholic school. What's the coolest part though? Their head coach is named Biff, like back to the future. Biff dude's a millionaire pays for everything. Pays for all of his coaches, pays for lodging for his players, pays for all the equipment, the travel. That's awesome. He was a hedge fund manager. Wow. And now he's a high school football coach. 
I mean, I guess those kids just aren't. I mean, they they're used to seeing prisoners every day. Yeah, like, you gonna scare me? And the the guy was talking. One of the guys that ended up at Ole Miss was like, "I've lost five of my best friends like this school year." The reason I was saying all that was the I was really impressed with the way they were like mentoring these kids and like shaping them. Like it was incredible. Like this this school had. Like three years in a row, a hundred percent scholarship rate for their senior football players. Wow. Not just college, scholarship. They did like thirty-two of thirty-six on this season that we watched. So Juju needs to go find himself a good mentor, get his head screwed on straight. But yeah, he's a good sell. Yeah, it's a shame that AB couldn't be more of a mentor for him. It's a shame AB couldn't be less crazy. <laughs> now he's he's making up, you know. He's making up nicknames about Juju. Did you find it? I forgot to look. Look at it. I'll uh, I'll vamp here. So let's talk about Carolina Panthers. Yitor, Gross, Matos, Brian Burns' teammate. Didn't have, uh, you know, I kind of in my mind lumped Gross, Matos, and Chase on together in terms of sort of the second tier behind Chase Young in terms of rookie pass rushers. Um. Addy, I'm curious where, if you had old Yeats, as we like to call him. Yeah, so you have Yeter Gross Matos actually at IDP overall number 37, defensive end number nine. So you are very high on Gross Matos. Similar to the uh, the chase on thing. Just trying to trying to get ahead of it before he, you know, becomes unattainable. Is is he the better buy right now as opposed to Brian Burns? I think so. Cost you a lot I less. I think so. Yeah, because I mean, also, you know, he's in a great situation. Think about you know what's around him now with Brian Burns and and Derek Brown there, who's another guy that we really like. Um, so I mean, he he's got a, he's got he's not going to be the guy that people are really focusing on right now. But uh, I could see him taking a large leap in year two. Yeah, and since it's the Panthers, you could say I'm here live. That's not I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. I'm a Panther. By God. That's that's really good. You if you haven't that. if you haven't seen this video, y'all, just Google. I'm here live. I'm not a cat, and just be prepared to laugh so hard that you might pee a little in your pants. You know that Johnny loved that. Oh yeah, he commented on it when I used the the picture. The this lawyer literally, my favorite response because if you go look at the actual tweet when this was everyone was retweeting the original one, my favorite comment was someone said, "If your lawyer shows up as a cat." On the Zoom call, you are doing time, time. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God!" True words have never been spoken. Yeah, it's not a good omen. Okay, so I found the uh, I found the tweet. He he calls him Boo Boo Schuster. Boo Boo Schuster. Yeah, because he's crying a lot. Um, I guess so. I guess so. Um, AB's not the one that should be giving out nicknames. Let's be honest. Boo Boo Schuster was ready. Under 500, you bum. Learn some respect. That was after Juju had the, the awful year that he had without AB, you know? Oh, God. Just miss me with all that. Hey, but he wasn't as good without AB. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Be very curious to see what they do at quarterback. I'm not not sold the Big Ben's back in the mix, but I, I am so. sold you should be buying Eater Gross Matos. Yes, sir. Good, same thing. That's what I'm saying. I kind of grouped these two guys together. They are great buy low candidates. Throw a fifth out there. Go up to a fourth if you want. Because if you can find that next, man, if you can find that next Brian Burns, that next, you know, Montez Sweat. 
you folks kind of see how this works. You target the underperforming rookies, and yep, that's kind of what you do. It's not really that hard. Some guys just take some time. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. So many great drops now. What a blessing. What a blessing Rody has been to us in our old age. Speaking of which, happy birthday, Addy. Yeah. It's your Larry Bird year, your Scottie Pippen year, your Jesus year, 33 years young. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Adams. Podcast, That's Josh. right. Jamal Adams year. We can, start, we can start doing that and be a thing. What's that? Just calling it Jamal Adams year. There you go. Let's make it a thing. It's an IDP podcast. That's yeah. who it should be. Are there any other good 33s out there? Not as good as Jamal. Mm. Nobody's higher in your ranks that's number 33 than Jamal Adams. Yeah, I had him at six overall. Safety one. Safety one. Here's the, I mean, what about this? I got Jeremy Chin two, Buda Baker three. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't have any quarrels with that. I gave Buda the extension in RSO. Felt really good about it. It's like six mil. Yeah, it's great. This year, very happy with that. Lowered the tag. The tag was like eight and some change. I was like, eh, let's just knock this down a couple million. No, that's very fair. That's, I mean, that's, that's a bargain still. It's about to be a salary cap holocaust in that league. So, got to save the squeebles whenever I can, Addy. That's right. What are you going to vote for on that RSO poll? Boy, I don't know. Need to see how it plays out. We're debating right now. This is where this is the we we advocate for salary cap leagues. I think it is the best form of fantasy football. But now you got to figure out where you're going to set your salary cap. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take a big step back and everybody's going to have to drop players off their roster or throw guys on IR? Or do you keep it where it was? Tough times. Tough times. Tough in these streets. We got our vote coming up Friday, so we'll let you all know. Uh-huh. Very tense in the XFFL. Very tense indeed. It was funny. Macri was asking me questions, and I'm like, I just forget. I feel like you've been around for like yeah. years at this point, but you literally haven't even gone through like, an uh, RSO offseason. What do you want again, Macri? God. I'm so excited for his pod on Thursday. That's right. We'll be on it. Got the theme music to look forward to. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot about it. John just had a great vision for the pod for what he wanted. Very good taste across the board. The cover art is drippy as hell. Got a good Abby. Mm. Yeah, you were talking about the room earlier. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mike. Was, I, did not, I did not hit her. I did not hit her. I did not. And he throws the water bottle down. It's a, Yeah, the room. Everyone needs to check out that movie. It is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. For sure. Look at us, Addy. Like a little over an hour. Nice. Nice and tight. Nice and tight. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry it wasn't the hottest offensive players. We'll get the wives out here very soon. I'm hoping for next week. Hopefully Nat feels better. We can get her out in the Soad Shack. I know she's done her prep. Allie finished up her prep. She said there's nine teams with no hot dudes. Yeah. They're going to put those teams on blast. Like, y'all need to up your Q rating in terms of hotness, y'all. Some of the other teams that make up for it, I think the Giants have a lot of hotties from one of she was She was asking me which teams she thought I, I thought she had the most players from. There was one team on her list that had four inside the top ten. Wow. I think. Or she said she had 33 total. So, like, it wasn't one per team, but that's kind of like the average. So maybe it was four of the 33, but she had four players from one team, and I didn't guess it. I don't know. We'll find hmm. out. There's something to look forward to, a little tease. I'm excited. So hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you to our patrons. We love you guys. We will see you all on Thursday with the debut of the Big Nickel IDP podcast. Until then, stay safe. We love you guys. We'll see you all here soon. 
This is Big Three IGP. Catches in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Happens to fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh Adams. 